Blog Talk Radio. On with your man Chavez moment right here at blogtalkradio.com slash barbazone or also just barbazoneradio.com. Uh, thank you for joining us on another Wednesday. We're here at 9 p.m. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're here at 9 p.m. Um, we're here to talk again about mental wellness. So, um, again, thank you for joining in the Barbazone. We're here. We appreciate you. We can't do it without you. So, uh, Log on, tell a friend, share it with a colleague, put it on your Facebook page, tweet us, blast us, all that good stuff. You can find us on social media at barberzoneradio.com. But if you're listening through whatever device you're listening to and you want to call into the show, um, after we talk a little bit about our topic today, feel free. The number is 563-999-3400. Zero four, and just press one when prompted, and that lets me know that you're ready to talk, and we'll get you on uh, as soon as we can. But again, thank you for taking your time to join us this evening. Uh, we're here. We're talking about just like a little series we've been having on mental wellness, uh, mental health. We're starting with mental illness, and we're gonna work our way to what mental wellness looks like and with partnership that has been created with the Ohio State University, the Star Trauma Recovery Center, uh, we're going to work on accomplishing that. So uh, thank you again. Uh, we hope the information that's given here, shared here, will be a blessing and that someone can use it and that we can save some lives, open up some conversations, and let's get to wellness so we don't have to. Uh, we can actually put our our uh, social workers out of business when it comes to mental uh, illness. So uh, thank you. Um, so the topic today is ACEs, which are adverse childhood experiences and the effects they have on our mental wellness as adults or as adolescents, or just our mental wellness period. So uh, we're going to talk about those things because, you know, we we talk and, you know, we say this happened to me as a child and this happened to me as a child and that's why I act this way now or that's why I had that situation or I was raised like this or that's just what my family does. That's just what happens in in my community. Um, All of that stuff, y'all, traumatic experiences, and each one of those has a way of in our mental wellness. Some may be positive, but for the most part, a lot of them are negative, and they cause us to react, to make decisions, 
to make judgments that um, may not be the best for us in the long run. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of those factors and how they and how they uh, affect our mental wellness. So um, with the help of um, Dr. Kenneth Leaker and um, Ohio State and Ms. Sarah Leonard of Ohio State Star Trauma Recovery Center also, uh, we're going to talk about that because they're the experts. This is what they do. I'm a barber. I'm in the barber zone all day. I talk to individuals that are suffering from um, these ACEs, these childhood experiences, uh, post-traumatic stress syndromes, or whatever it may be. And people open up and talk to us, barbers and stylists, about stuff like this. So um been able to do, we've been able to create a partnership here where we're going to, um, what we're going to do is we're going to combine the resources that are provided from Ohio State and the Trauma Recovery Center with our daily activities that we do in the barbershop. From, you know, talking to Dr. Yeager, Ms. Sarah, um, barber stylists, uh, hair professionals, we're like the first responders and with mental health. You know, we have our firemen and our uh, police officers that are first responders in <clears throat> life-threatening emergencies. Um, but we're the first responders in life-affecting emergencies, changing emergencies that happen in our lives daily. So uh, we're looking to help partner with them and make some differences through our barbershops and eventually through our um, our salons and our beauty shops because now that the, the barber board and the uh, cosmetology boards have united, um, that makes it where we can affect both areas at the same time. So um, thank you to Ohio State. Thank you to Dr. Yeager and Trauma Recovery Center for um, even, you know, becoming a part of this. So thank you. Yo. You're in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez Mona right here on Blog Talk Radio. It's barberzoneradio.com, blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone. The number is 563-999-3404. We're here 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., but, you know, after go sometime, we go into overtime and, you know, we go a little bit long. Conversation's so good. But um, we're here. Hey, tell a friend. Let them know that we're here, we're talking, and we're going to get on into it. We're talking about ACEs and the childhood experience, uh, childhood experiences. So I was privileged enough to be invited by Ms. Sarah to um, a class that Dr. Yeager was putting on, and it was um, understanding the science of building resilience, and it all it's all about trauma and how it affects us and the steps we can use to handle it and the steps we can use to uh, turn that negative into a positive. So it was an awesome training. I never, ever been doing anything like that and glad I was invited. So, um, you know, I still have the packet. I look at it every now and again and 
you know, talk to Dr. Yeager and let him know that I have a vehicle, I have a talk show, and we could talk about these things. And they were gracious enough to say, yeah, let's do it. So um, then going through some segments, and uh, one of them that really, really intrigued me was the one about the ACEs. Because, you know, we, uh, me being a barber, I see, um, I see individuals from, you know, the age of two on, and I get to see them grow up, and I get to see them go through the ups and downs, the good and the bads, and, you know, seeing how an individual changes and not know what made them change to act this way or even know what happened to them and not knowing how it can affect them later on. But being able to get this information and being able to talk to Dr. Yeager a little bit, this is eye-opening. So, y'all, what y'all about to hear, hey, you're going to have to listen to this later and, and re-digest again. So uh, uh, we're going to get him on the line here. And, Miss Sarah, uh, but first, Dr. Yeager from the Ohio State Trauma and Recovery Center. Welcome, sir. Thank you for taking out your time, and welcome to the Barber Zone. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, I think this is really an important topic to talk about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, Dr. Yeager, I didn't know you were that guy. Um, <laughs> you're that guy. Um I was I saw a couple of videos and interviews you had. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, this guy is whoa. So y'all, I'm feel real privileged right now to have this man on the show again. So I thank you for taking the time out, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and get Miss Sarah on the line also. Miss Sarah, good evening. Thank you for coming to the Barber Zone tonight. Good evening. Thank you so much for having us on again. We really appreciate it and um i'm excited uh to have this conversation and and hope that it helps somebody yes and um dr yeager we did have some conversations we did had a couple of mm-hmm. uh conference calls and things so we 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 went to put some things together i don't know if sarah you know that that pulled your ear a little bit but we had a real, real, real nice, <laughs> real nice conversation on how we're going to try to move this thing forward, and mm-hmm. um, I, I believe once you hear it, you'll be excited to um, to be a part of this, to spearhead this, and hopefully, you know, it, it pleases you because um, we would love for this to happen and to be. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. A part of our barber, our barber training, and y'all, mm-hmm. y'all, this this is like a, a side conversation for everybody that's listening. But we got to talk about it. Um, we would love to have this to be part of our barber training when um, new barbers are in barber school. This this mm-hmm. is part of the curriculum for the the, the training time. And also uh, for continuing education uh, when it comes to barbering, because with with mm-hmm. the boards combining now, there's going to be ultimately uh, barbers are going to have to take continuing education classes as the stylists currently do, 
um, and they're, you know, they're required to have eight hours of uh, continuing education, uh, one hour being specifically in human trafficking. So when that happens over on the farther side, we would love to have an hour to be uh, specific for uh, mental health training and, you know, like the best training we had for that to be the barbers seeing how we play such a vital part in our community when it comes to recognizing um, recognizing trauma in our patients, I mean, excuse me, in our clients, because we have such a tight bond with them from the time that we first, they first become our client uh, until that relationship ends. So um, hopefully we can put some things in place to get that uh get that be part of the requirement. So um, we're actually in a good place right now because the boards are combining. So um, maybe that's, you know, hopefully we can make that happen. So um, Sarah will Sarah will fill you in. I'm sorry, Sarah. It was so excited. I couldn't hold it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> go for cash. <laughs> okay. Um, y'all, we have Ohio State's own Dr. Yeager and Miss Sarah Leonard on the line. You're here in the Barber Zone, and we're talking about adverse childhood experiences known in the uh, uh, mental health community as ACEs. So, uh, first of all, with um, I know we talked about it on the last show, but this show is just specifically about it. So, uh, Dr. Yeager, would you explain to us what these are? And you know, give us you know uh, 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 the types. So you know, I, you know, I'm 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 gonna put it out like abuse, the neglect, and then the dysfunction. Please explain right. what those are, and then we'll go into it a little bit deeper. Sure. Um, believe there were seven categories of adverse childhood events that were studied, or experiences that were studied. Um, they pretty much were comprised of psychological, physical, sexual abuse, violence against the mother, or living within a household where members um, abused substances, were mentally ill, had attempted suicide, or were ever imprisoned. And it, it was pretty astounding that the number of people that came back was enormous um, in the study that a very large number of them reported that they had at least one childhood event, and many, many more of them reported two or more throughout their childhood. And this is really important because this has become a very, very strong predictor of later lifetime challenges. So if a child was in an abusive environment, they're really having difficulty as a child learning that difficulty learning translates into greater risk behaviors as they grow older, which in turn grows into greater health risks. And children who have experienced two or more ACEs are more likely to have employment issues. They're more likely to have mental health issues, substance abuse issues, sexual promiscuity, and most importantly, a greater risk of having all of the major disease courses that actually end up limiting the number of lives um, lived. So number of years lived is impacted. And these folks can experience anywhere from five 
to 25 years for shortened life experience because of their experiences as children. Wow. Now, whew, five to 25 years. So yes, the things, the, the things that happen to us when we're children affect us ultimately as when we're an adult. Um, and we're talking about traumatic experiences. Um, so, yes, when you grow up and you see your mother in an abusive relationship and you see her being mentally, physically, and emotionally abused, that affects you. That that affects the way individuals look at relationships. Mm-hmm. When when you see your parents argue back and forth about different trivial little things, your conflict resolution is to argue and to scream and to holler. And being a yep. child, that transforms into that into school. So now you become yep. disruptive. You become a bully in school and um, goes on and on. It carries in life. So, yes. And we know once you become and, and, a bully and I'll start fighting and everything, yeah, it goes on. Go on, Dr. Mm-hmm. Yaka, go ahead. It goes on. But, you know, the the idea that excites me about the barbers being there is ACEs start very, very early in childhood. And we really need a, a group of individuals who access these children at a very young age because many of the ACEs – happen between birth and three years of age. And when you think about it, you know, maybe we say physicians, pediatricians could do this. Well, not all kids in difficult environments get to see the doctor. Well, we think maybe the, the churches would do that. Well, not everybody goes to churches. But you know what? Those those children, they go to get their hair cut. They go... Yeah at a very young age, and you have an opportunity to start educating and and making a difference in your community, and I think that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, because for us, for us barbers, we see these things happen, and we don't know, one, we didn't know what they were. We don't know, we don't mm-hmm. know as a whole what they are. And then we start, when, you know, we start to see um, a child start to act up or they start to um, one thing we were talking about when you see a young man in the chair and when you went, when you go to wipe his face off and he winces or you go yeah. to comb his hair and he winces and mm-hmm. you know and that makes me look like and I've seen that for years like why is he doing this what's going right. on at home that right. when you know, you just do something simple as wipe your face off, and they wince like you're gonna like you're gonna punish them, or you're gonna hit them, or you're gonna beat them, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that this mm-hmm. this type of training would help us see other things, and sure will. be able to be some type of solution, some type of aid in the situation because if it's happening if it's happening to the child that means it's coming from the parent 
that means there's something in that parent's life that's causing them to treat the child the way they do. Mm-hmm. So it's that, <laughs> and and it goes it goes it's through generations. Cycle. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. It goes yeah. from generation to generation, and and it, the more eyes we have on children, the more eyes that we have identifying the risk factors, the better chance we have of making an impact on those children's lives, better chance we have of making a positive impact on the family's lives. And I imagine you've cut the hair of generations, and they're still coming into you over, what, 10, 15, 20, 30-year, 40-year periods of time, just depending upon your, uh, your profession. I, I read today about a uh, 107-year-old barber who's still working every day. Yes, sir. In the year. Yes, sir. He, he still works every day. Yes, that's that's very true. And yeah, like like a couple of weeks ago, I, I cut a little, I, I cut a little boy, and he was a third generation. Mm-hmm. I cut him. I gave his dad his first haircut. And I cut the granddad, mm-hmm. which was one of my friends. So I cut him, his son, and now his grandson. Right. So we, we we touch people generationally. And to be able to offer more than just a good haircut, more than, more to offer some life advice, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. To be able to have the tools in the barbershop and to equip us barbers in our barbershops to be able to help our clients with more than just a haircut would just be uh, totally awesome. Because right now all we can do is, excuse me, give them encouragement from our life experiences, our experiences Mm -hmm. of being in the barbershop, and, you know, give them some, some positive words and pray for them. Yeah. do right now. That's all that's all we're equipped to do. But we know from the barbers that care, the barbers that truly care, we want more to be able to give to our clients. Because mm-hmm. they they become part part of our, our family and we become a part of their extended family. So sure you do. we want to take care of each other. Um go um if, if if you would, Dr. Yeager, talked about mm-hmm. the the um the neglect part. The because uh, sure. we were talking about this the other day and we were well yeah actually yesterday I was talking to the shop owner. Oh, um mm-hmm. Sarah, shop owner said shop owner said three thumbs up to everything, so we're good. Um Awesome. So we were talking we we were talking about, you know, the whole neglect thing and as last economics play a part in the traumatic uh, experiences, the, uh, your traumatic experiences. And one thing mm-hmm. we were talking about was emotional abandonment in children. Yeah. And yeah. how it's, it's the same even in, uh, even in different economic um, you know, lower lower class poverty, if mm-hmm. you want to call it, uh, in comparison to upper class, the children are still still feel the same abandonment because in each one of those situations, 
the parent isn't there. Right. Whether right. it's whether it's in the lower income, what you call the hood, the community, the ghetto, the parent isn't there because they may be incarcerated, they may be working two jobs, there may be a single parent home. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in the, the, the wealthy, the upper middle class, his parent is working too hard. Dad's a dentist, dad's right. a doctor, he's always at the hospital, he's never around. So in those situations, right. the children face the same abandonment issues. It's the fact that that parental, that parental figure isn't there. Right. So so starting that, in the so starting hard. in the nineteen yes. yeah, it's hard. Starting in the nineteen Late 1960s, early 1970s, we started having generations of kids who essentially raised themselves. You know, back in the day, they called them latchkey kids, where the kids would come home from school and let themselves in. And, uh, you know, you're exactly right. Um, Irregardless of what area of town, what economic status they came from, children are being neglected because the parents are busy working two jobs or it's a single family home. It doesn't matter whether it's affluent or not. The idea is when kids raise themselves, they don't always know how to make the best decisions. And it it is essentially benign neglect. You know, we're not harming you, but we're also not giving you the support and the things that you need to be able to move forward. And a lot of the abuse ends up happening to children who go out and seek that support from somebody who is maybe in the neighborhood, maybe is a sibling, maybe is a a child that lives next door but is several years older from them. And this is when kids are the most vulnerable, when they are put in a situation where they are not able to have the kind of support that they need to move their lives forward. So they end up just kind of stumbling their way through and, you know, hoping that they do as, as well as they can with that. And that's extremely hard. Yes. Wouldn't it be a great? If, wouldn't it be great if, yeah. Wouldn't it be great if the barbershop was a safe place where kids could go get advice, where kids could go and feel safe? You know, well, well, learning, well, actually, learning well, actually, lessons. Dr. Yeager, Actually, Dr. Yeager, that's what Mm -hmm. at least uh, my barbershop, and I know uh, uh, I see um, we got a couple of the barbers, uh, the barbershop owners on the line. Thank y'all for listening. Um, Mm -hmm. Our barbershops, first of all, are our corner stores, our cornerstones of our neighborhood. Everything goes on in the barbershop, and the barbershop is the safe place. Uh, when I had my shop, I would I would tell young men, if you feel like you're going to get in trouble, or you have idle time on your hand, come by the barbershop. I had yep. video games and books and magazines and stuff for them to do, give them a sense of work. So the barbershop yep. is already a safe place, but we need mm-hmm. to add more. We need add more tools for success into the barbershop. Yes. Uh, one thing mm-hmm. that, has yes. Been, that has been added in the past couple of years is some movement called Barbershop Books. And oh. what they did was they took them in the barbershop. Don't even say mm-hmm. anything about it, but just place a stand with books and the, and the kids yep. gravitate towards. 
when they're sure waiting, they, they go and gravitate towards the books. You see uh, parents reading to the to the to the children. You even see older mm-hmm. siblings reading to their younger siblings. But it's exactly. something additional for them to do. So it's a safe place, but we need to make it a safer place and a place of mm-hmm. healing and uplifting for parents because uh, we can make it where um, we deal primarily, primarily African-American men, um, well, primarily with men because I know there's other, mm-hmm. uh, other barbershops on here that, that have other. Um, and to be able to equip men, men with tools to first off handle the situations that we have as men and then also mm-hmm. give them the tools to be able to effectively parent. Because right. it's hard to parent. It's hard to parent when you have these other situations going on in your life. So yep. I, 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 as long as we can help our men navigate through life better, we can ultimately help them be better men for themselves and be better fathers to their children and mates to their, you know, their wives, their girlfriends, or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, that's a lot. So, and then yeah. better citizens. So, all right, you know that that's a lot. Yes, sir. Um, y'all, you're in the barber zone with your man Chavez moment right here on Blog Talk Radio, BlogTalkRadio.com, BarberZoneRadio.com. The number is five six three nine nine nine. Three four zero four. You can listen to us straight. You can call in. You can uh, listen to us straight from the website, or you can go to our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com Barbers on Radio, and then click on the call now button. It'll take you right to the show. You can listen in. Um, I see we do have people that are calling in, listening to the show. I appreciate you. I got a little studio thing here. I can see the phone numbers on there. So I appreciate you for uh, calling in. Uh, when you want to join the show and when you'd like to say something, just simply press 1, and in about 10 minutes or so, we'll, um, we'll be taking questions or comments, and you can ask uh, Sarah and Dr. Yeager um, <laughs> questions about our topic today, which is, Sarah, don't be laughing. You're going to answer some questions too. Uh, Aces, other than work. Yeah, put, hey, we're going to put it on the spot. See? You should have never showed up to that meeting. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys, the topic of today is aces. And those are adverse childhood experiences and how do they affect our mental wellness as we go through life. Um, so, that's what we're talking about, and we've got Dr. Yeager from Ohio State and Mr. Lena from Ohio State Star Trauma Recovery Center. Oh, before we go too far, um, well, Sarah, your turn. Please let um, please let our listeners know if they're not familiar what OSU Star and what the Trauma Recovery Center is. Yeah, absolutely. So for anybody that hasn't. Um, been on the last two-week calls or hasn't heard from anybody about what STAR is, OSU STAR Trauma Recovery Center is a, is a center housed at OSU um, in Harding Hospital currently that supports adults 18 and up who have survived violent crime um, or, in other words, been the victim of crime in the last three years um, with comprehensive case management and mental health therapy 
Um, it's completely free. We are supported and funded through the Attorney General of Ohio's office on a VOCA, or a Victim of Crime Act grant. And what that means is that our services um, are completely free to our clients, and they are able to see us for a variety um, of sessions, roughly 16 usually, and we kind of work with them to process through that, tra that traumatic event, as well as um, assisting in their immediate needs with case management, whether that be uh, maybe they need help finding a job or getting linked up with some resources in the community, such as the Salvation Army, or um, maybe it's medical care. If they need some help managing their diabetes medication, that kind of thing, we can help them fill out different applications. Um, as well as connecting with other agencies. So um, it's super helpful. And if anybody wants um, or is feeling as if they might qualify underneath our grant um, for services and you would like to reach out to us, the number to call is 614-293-STAR. S-T-A-R. Again, that's 614-293-STAR. All righty, y'all. That is Ohio State Trauma and Recovery Center right there on the campus of the Ohio State University. And we thank you guys again for uh, partnering and reaching out to the community because, you know, you know Ohio State, one of the largest, well, the largest in some aspects, campus on the country. And we have a community that, doesn't that doesn't go to Ohio State that won't go up to the campus area and that really would never be on you guys' radar. And that's the barbershop. That's our that's the community of men that go to the barbershop that uh don't go out and seek the proper medical attention that uh we know we need for whatever reason, whether it's personal, whether it's society, whether it's fear or whatever it is. Uh, men aren't going to the hospital. Men aren't going to the doctor. So one of the missions of our barbershop is to bring it to them. So this yep. way right here, we are able to uh, bring the resources of Ohio State University and let me see. Um, to bring the resources of Ohio State to the community that um, would never ever be able to, not be able to, would never ever know about this information. So um, thank you guys and thank you for joining the show and we can raise this awareness. So anybody that's listening to the show, please share this. Please send it. You can go right back to barbersonradio.com and click the show, and you can share it on all your social media pages and however, because uh, the more we talk about it, the more we get this information out, the better our community will be and the faster we'll be able to heal them. Um, so we're still talking about our childhood experiences and how they, how they shape our mental wellness because we have a lot of individuals that, um, Dr. Yeager, that you may not get to see, that you may not know yeah. of, that are walking around like zombies. They have so mm -hmm. much going on, and it's overwhelming. 
don't know where to turn, actually don't know how to turn. And we're just walking around lost, and people are like, what is going on with him? They don't understand that they've had some things that happened at the age of, like you say, the age of three. Yeah. That were suppressed that didn't affect them for 18 years of their life, but when they turn 21, something triggers that. Yep. And now it sends that person into a fall, and and they just walk around, and nobody knows where to turn, and nobody knows the answers or where to turn. So um, what, what, what do you say to individuals like that, where things happen to them, as a child, but now it's affecting uh-huh. them as an adult. Well, it's, uh, I think my first thing that I would say is that it's 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 never too late to have a good childhood. If you're 18 and you didn't have a good childhood, start having a good childhood at 18. And and you know, a lot of times we have to revamp who we stick around with. We have to rethink who we um, who we seek support from. And, you know, that's where you all come in as being the group of individuals that can point a person in a direction. And you're right. There's a lot of people out there that don't ever get to campus. It seems like it's a light years away. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that that campus has so many resources. There are so many courses that people can go and take and they don't cost anything. You don't earn a degree. You just go because teachers love to teach, and you could learn about art. You could learn about music. You could do all kinds of things on that campus. And it, it's a way of propping a person up and giving them the ability to explore something new, something different. Because really, sadly, we all only know what we experience, and so many people's experiences are not positive. And with your help and with the help of other people in the community, we can help our community to become stronger and healthier by looking at something new, something different, something we haven't tried before. And I Mm -hmm. think that's how you get to mental wellness. I think mental wellness is a risk, and it requires you not taking the path of least resistance. It actually takes you taking risks taking you into having to learn, taking you into being vulnerable. But if you live in that space of uncomfortable, you're going to grow, and that's what we want to help happen. Yes, because we have a lot of individuals that, excuse me, are uncomfortable. But the thing is they don't know why they're uncomfortable. That's right. They don't Mm -hmm. know why they they feel like, because you have somebody, why are you acting? I don't know. I just do. I don't know. That's just how I was raised. I don't know. That's Mm -hmm. just how it comes out. That's just how I treat people. And no, it's not like that. (laughs) So so here's what you ask that person. Yeah, so here's what you ask that person when they're saying, I don't know, I just feel that way. Just point blank ask them, how old do you feel right now? And they're typically going to say, you know, seven, eight, ten, whatever, and say, now think about it. What was going on in your life back when you were that age? And when you can help a person connect 
a space and a time that they haven't connected to difficult life challenges, it opens their eyes and gives them the ability to see and to understand where this is coming from. You have to be careful because sometimes you're introducing them to stuff that's really painful, but on the other hand, you're going to be there to support them. And what better way to do that than around people who are there to support you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, uh, a lot of them tell us stuff that are painful and hurtful, and sure. we don't know what to do with it. So, like I said, right. we, a, a lot of us are their, their their soft place, their falling place. They know they can tell us, and and. We've been doing that for years, so we're their ultimate confidant. But yeah. we don't know where to send them. We we don't know how to get them mm-hmm. to that place because once we ask them that question and they tell us, yeah. now how what do, do I do process now? that? And what, yeah, what is the next step? So yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. where you know this education right here, this, this training would at least <clears throat> excuse me give us some type of guidance on how to help an individual or how to ask those probing questions without being too uh, invasive, too directly invasive. Because we ultimately want them to share openly and honestly and organically, but we need to know Mm -hmm. how the skills to be able to get to that place. So what you can do and what, what is the right thing for you to do is to be a safe place and to follow up with the person and to ask them later on, how are you doing with that or where are you or where are you going? Because that kind of support is the support they have not had. They've had the neglect. They haven't had the support. And you're just being there and following up with them is enough to encourage them to take that risk. And we can Mm -hmm. provide you with a list of resources to give to your clients, but you, you really just need to, the most important thing for you to do is to be there and to support them and say, hey, here's a list of places that we know would help you. And let me check in with you the next time you come in in two weeks, and we'll have a conversation about how things are going. And, you know, that's um, that's where the conversations go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's one thing thing we we haven't had is um, the resources. Mm -hmm. uh, And... and Miss Sarah, Miss Sarah, when we were in that meeting that day, and you came in and you let us know about Ohio State uh, Star Program, and the one thing I said was, we need resources. We need a resource sheet in our shops to be able to give to our clients when they open up, to when they let us in. And she said, I can do that. So yep. that's we need we need more of them. And actually Sarah, I need some more of those. I need some more of those for my shop and to be able to give them out to other individuals because the things that um 
things that we say and the do and, and the shot, we don't know how it's touching touching people. And um, because me and uh, me and the shop owner were talking yesterday, and she didn't know about some of the things that we talked talk about or that happens in the shop. And because I told her, I said, um, along with the other barber, I said, there's been times when we've talked to clients, you know, we get a brand, well, for me, I've had a brand new client come in the shop, come, he sits, he's standoffish, he's really not joining in the conversations or anything, but then he gets in the chair, I cut him, we have a good conversation, uh, we find, we know, we share stuff back and forth, and then for that client to say, thank you, yeah, you don't know how you've helped me. And I say, huh, what do you mean? He said, your conversation today stopped me from killing myself. I came in the barbershop mm-hmm. today to get a haircut because I was going to kill myself and I wanted to look good. Wow. And to be able to have that type of impact in an individual's life, one, to be able to get to the place where you get them open up to be able to tell you that, and also to be in the place to where you were a healer, you was you were a comforter, you were a, a listening ear, and you were able to affect somebody's life in a positive way. That's just awesome. But to be able to do that on a regular basis, having tools from, you know, you yeah. guys and having partnerships with community organizations that we can direct these individuals is just you know, I'm ready. <laughs> yep, I'm ready and, for and it. We're ready. Yeah. I I hear your need, Shadez, and I will um, bring you new resource sheets on Friday. I already know. I, I know you will. <laughs> so I thank you. I thank you. Uh, you guys, you're in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez Moment right here on Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk, uh, com. Blog Talk Radio slash Barbazone, uh, number 563-999-3404. Uh, thank you for joining in. I see everybody's calling in. I see your numbers. Hey, y'all, I'm feeling kind of honored right now. I know she's going to be mad at me, but my daughter is listening to my show. So thank you, Sydney. How you doing? That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm Hi, Sydney. Great right now. <laughs> So, yeah, I said she's listening. So, um, I thank you. I know she's busy down here at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, we're proud of you and keep up the good work. We've got some other individuals on the line, so I see you on here. Um, Dr. Yeager and Ms. Sarah, if you don't mind, uh, we're going to bring a couple mm-hmm. individuals on and have them top, tap into the topic. Um, if you're listening, uh, you can call 563 999 when you call in, simply press 1, and uh, it'll let me know that you want to tap into the topic today, which is ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences, and How They Affect Our Mental Wellness. So I see we do have a caller on the line, and I believe I know this number. And it's a, hey, Miss Rebecca, how are you? Welcome to the Barber Zone. Hey, how you doing, Shavis? I'm good. I'm How are good. you? Uh, welcome. I'm good. I'm <laughs> great. Everybody. Thank you for calling in. Uh, Rebecca is actually a barber and a shop owner, and 
something I found out about three, four months ago. She's also my cousin. So uh, thank wow. you for calling in. Uh, do you have a question for the doctor or do you have a comment on the topic? Whatever you like to do, feel free. Uh, first of all, let them know who you are. Let them know where you cut at. So this is your time to plug yourself a little bit and then go on. Oh, well, I'm very <laughs> modest. Um, but this is um, I'm Rebecca Parker. One of the one of the things that um, I did want to ask, well, now, ACEs, what is that? And I know it's, it's is that the it's adverse childhood childhood experience, and what does the Y stand for? Okay, so it's no, ACEs, it's, it's adverse A- childhood A- experiences. Yeah. A-C-E. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. A-C-E, what? and then the S. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, I know I was listening to different things, and, it was talk, and you guys were talking about, like, economics. Economics and stuff, um, mm-hmm. but just mere oppression to me um, may make a white person act crazy. So, if mm-hmm. this is true in an adult, just imagine the effect of brutal oppression that a small child, you know, particularly if if an abuser is a trusted parent. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that is re- is really hard to, and it's not only. It's happening in um, homes, places where so many seemingly respectable homes are, um, you know, are these these kids are being victimized um, publicly. You know, some of them, some of them, they they may um, be tender and kind, like in in public, but then privately, you know, they're subject to threats and violence and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. But um, but not everybody reacts or are are showy or aggressive or or mean, you know, because some people they don't you don't know that they're vis- visibly visibly distressed, you know, because right. you see a lot of people like a friend of mine. I mean, you would have never ever 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 thought that he would commit suicide because even in laughter. Yeah. Um, the heart may be in pain, so we just have to really just keep, keep, um, you know, being kind to one another, you know, treating others like like we want to be treated, and really, I mean, sometimes when people are victimized of of, of abuse, whatever kind of abuse it is, you know, it's just, it's just. Really, nothing. I mean, sometimes. I mean, I, I don't want to say there's nothing we can do about it, but at the same time, it's it's something that a person has to live through throughout throughout their throughout their life um, because it just has lasting effects. And we can just do yeah. on our part. We can just just um, encourage one another. You know, just keep sending out positive vibes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I think well, you're exactly um, right, Doctor Yeager. Yeah. Yeah. What are what are, I want you to tap in. What 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 are some tools, or what are some things that we can do when we experience individuals like that to to help them get to a better place? So, you know, if we if we recognize these signs that, so some people don't have to live so long with with these experiences, and you know, what are some tools that maybe we can give them when they're younger? To help cope with this, mm-hmm. so it doesn't affect them when they become an adult and become a parent right. and become a, a a spouse. So it's 
it only takes one person to make a difference in a child's life. And children recognize when folks are being genuine with them, when they care about them. And, you, you know, you're absolutely right that you can't predict who's going to end their life, who chooses to end their life. It is the tragic last step of trauma untreated for a person to take their life. But if they have somebody in their life that they feel like they can talk to, they can trust, that you can help link them on a path, you can mentor them, you can let them know that they have life choices, you can help them find jobs in the community, you can, you can help them with whatever challenges it is by just simply talking to them, simply relating to them. And um, there's a guy out on the West Coast, his name is Kevin Hines, and uh, Kevin wrote a book called Cracked, Not Broken. And uh, Kevin is a guy that survived a jump off the Golden Gate Bridge in an attempt to end his life. And in essence, he was walking six miles from his house to the Golden Gate Bridge, and he promised himself if anybody asked him if he was okay, he wouldn't jump. And he encountered three different people, two people asking to have their pictures taken on the bridge and one asking for directions. He answered all their questions. He climbed over the rail. Nobody asked him if he was okay. And he let go. And Kevin says in his book, and I've talked to him in person, he said, the minute I let go, I knew everything in my life was repairable, except for the fact that I just jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. Having somebody to talk to who cares and Mm -hmm. respects you makes all the difference in the world. And it only takes one person. Kevin was looking Mm -hmm. for that one person, and he didn't find him. The other part of the story that's fascinating is is the reason he survived, and he didn't learn this till many months later, is that there were sea lions lions in the in the bay that were playing with his body and yeah. keeping his body afloat. That's Whoa. how it survived. Yeah, and everybody's what? different. I mean, some people just literally just have mental issues. I mean, there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. You can just do do all you can. But I mean, yeah, but they're treatable. Like, no, well, no. Well, their mental issues come from, and, and and that's what we've come to learn from, you know, doing these things. Their mental issues come from some type of traumatic event because yeah. when we're born, or at least I don't believe, we don't have mental issues because our brains are so brand new and so empty. We don't we we don't know anything. Yeah. Except for maybe if, well, maybe Dr. Yeager, if you can help me, maybe if our mothers, while we were in the womb, went through traumatic experiences, went through domestic violence, went through screaming and hollering and all that stuff. Now, does that ha- does that play a part in in our it development? Does. Or, you know, can can that play? Because you know. They yeah. say play smooth so we music, know. play smooth, soft music to your child, and and so if you if right. you do that and it affects, well, I'm sure. Yeah. Constant, yeah. Physical, so mental, emotional abuse. Are, sure. So we know that there are substances that cross the blood-brain barrier and impact the fetus. So alcohol being one of them, 
and there certainly is fetal alcohol syndrome. Stress. When parents are under stress, the child is born less healthy, their weight is lower, they have difficulty processing nutrition, and that's just from the mother being under stress during the pregnancy. Smoking is another issue that impacts the fetus in very, very dramatic ways. So, sure, all of those factors play in even before the child is born. And, you know, hospitals have programs that are specially designed to help newborns who are born addicted to opiates because the mother was using opiates. And the the very first day of the child's life, the child's going through withdrawal. And, um, you know, yeah. we have programs where people come in and rock them, and we we help the, feed, the, the child to move forward. Um, but, yeah, there's, there are a lot of life factors that are traumatic even before the child is born. Wow. So, so yeah, when I, I guess it's true when people say he was born crazy. He was born <laughs> like well, that. Well, he was, yes. he was I mean, born, he was I born mean, with it's, issues. It's got, it was oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. We don't use the word crazy. I'm sorry, you guys. We don't do that. <laughs> I'm learning. See, y'all. I'm learning. That's, that's I'm better. learning, y'all. So that's better. And see, and see, that's funny because um, since you say that, you know how some kids are born, some babies are born, and they come up with a smile on their face, and sometimes babies are born. I might be reading too deep into this, and they come in the world with a smile on their face. You know, yeah. and what what do we what what are the first things we say? That's such a happy baby. Yeah. But why does that one not? Why does that one not smile? So yeah, right. all these things go together. And yeah, y'all, ace is the way we're raised, the experience that we have during childhood, and a lot of this stuff we subconsciously don't remember. I mean, we don't remember, but subconsciously it's there because Dr. Yeager told us a little bit ago, this stuff happens and is most, uh, affects us the most between birth and age of three. Yeah. So I don't know too many people that remember what happened to them when they were two. Unless yeah. this was very, yeah. very, very, you know, traumatic. But for things to happen like that and then affect us when we get older, and then we have the question of why do I act this way? Why do I feel this yeah. way? You know, we hear people say, I don't know why I do this. It just happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but no, there's something in your life that's causing you to do this. And we need to, you know, we need to learn how to, we need to, we need to learn how to talk about it and be able to get it out. So, oh man, this is awesome. I love just talking about this stuff because ever since we go into that training, I, I, I look at people different. I, I, I listen to my clients different and I hear people talking like, wow. And just, you know, seeing stuff and it's just, it's just opened my eyes to a lot and I want um my other colleagues and the other individuals that are that are in in our hair business, our hair industry to 
be able to see this and to be able to share this with our clients and individuals that we know. Um, I see you. Um, Big Tone Lowry, uh, what's up, sir? I see you on there. Thank you for listening. Uh, He was one of the barbers that came to the best training with me, uh, me, Chris, and the other ones. So uh, he knows a little bit about what we're talking about also. I just can't wait for um, the other barbers to be able to see this and to be able to open their mind and uh, see how we can impact our clients and impact our community in such a uh, such a stronger way, such a, a more impactful way. Because we are we barbers, we mold the community. <laughs> we we affect the community in so many 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 different ways, and being able to get to mental wellness is the one way that we need to do it. It's just wow. It's crazy. I was I was thinking about um something uh, um talking about how, how the dysfunction goes on in the family and how if dad is angry, child is angry and then the grand grandchild is angry. Um so I was out I was cutting my grass yesterday and I saw a little uh guy I know from the neighborhood, young guy that, you know, I helped mentor a little bit, and I saw him walking up to the school back here, and I've seen him a few times walking back and forth with his son, taking his son to school or whatever it may be, just walking him, you know, showing him how to ride a bike, and they were flying kites in the summer, and so I just said to him, I said, hey, man, I see you with your son, man. Keep up the good work, man, and, you know, the smile that, 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 that jumped on his face and, you know, his shoulders and his chest went out a little bit and, he, you know, he had to pep in his step a little bit. And I'm like, yeah. that's what we need to do. Just yeah. that, just that prevent him from jumping off the bridge right there. Yep. That little, you know, encouragement keeps him moving. Even though he might have had a bad day walking to go see his son, that helped him right there. But on the flip side of that, that made me think of another incident that happened in the barbershop, and I might have shared it with uh, you guys before. Um, a, a young man brought his son in from school, and dad, dad was, you know, upset because little man got kicked out of school for cussing and arguing at, at, at another um, another student. And then he did the same thing to a teacher. So mm-hmm. when the young man brought the, the a little man into the into the shop, he was cussing him out. Just I told you about acting like that in school, and just giving it to him. I mean, just cussing him out, and why you be acting like that? And I ain't gonna be going to get your little that 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 from school, and now you got to stay home. And and I was like, dude, don't do that. He was like, what are you talking yeah. about? I said, listen to the way you're talking to him. Listen to the way you're you're, you're belittling him because of how he acted in school. The reason he acts like that in school is because that's how you act towards him. And that when you do that, that you show him that his conflict resolution, when anything of adversity comes to him, is to scream, holler, curse, and get mad. So he did that in school. 
and now he's kicked out, and now you're doing the same thing to him, which is going to make him do the same thing when he goes to school, when he plays with his friends, and when he gets on an athletic team. He was like, yep. and he stopped. He said, Dad, OG, I didn't know. Nobody's ever told me that. Oh, man, I got to do better. But here's the thing, you guys. I was leaving to um, to go out of town to a barber function, so that was my last cut. I was going to – it was actually, he was actually one of my other barber's clients. So I was leaving to go out of town. I, 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 I said that to him, and I told everybody, I'll see you all when I get back. That young man that night was out with a friend, got in a car accident, and was killed. Oh, my. So I was like, wow. And yesterday just made me think about that. Now, that young man, even though I was able to give him that little piece of jewel, that little bit, he was never Mm -hmm. able to enact that in his his son's life. And the thing about it is his son still acts bad. That's the example that he will always have from his dad with conflict resolution. Unless yeah. another mm-hmm. strong man gets in his life and helps him show him a better way. So I was just That's like, right. Yeah, I, I think I've already this. started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think so. a lot of times people, I mean, the media and stuff, like you're believed to inter- that, that you should strive for um, all these material things and, you know, some parents work real hard, you know, to, to provide their their children want material things, but but it, it's very important that we spend time with our children. I mean, to ensure they're to make sure they're happy, to to give them that that real security. I think yeah. that's the problem, really. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you're exactly right. I think the most important thing you can give to your children is yourself and your time and your yeah. support. Yep. And the good news see, is that doesn't cost anything. It costs nothing. But the pro- see, what the problem is is that we have a lot of parents that aren't secure with themselves. So mm-hmm. when you're when you're not secure with yourself and you're dealing with your own traumas, you're not able to be the best parent that you are because you're not able to set that positive example because you're still dealing with your negativity. So yeah. it just creates a True. it just creates a continual cycle because everybody loves their child. Everybody wants the best yeah. for their child, but sometimes we're just not in the mental space to provide the best for our children. Right. So that's where right. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it has to be. It has to be a family situation that we have to start affecting our men, and so our men can it trickle down in the whole family dynamic. The 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 man will help the mom. The mom will help the children, and then it goes on. But until we can get until we can get our brothers to talk, until we can get our men to open up. That's gonna happen, but y'all. But right. as long as we keep working on it, as long as we keep doing it, and we can do it one man at a time, one man do two men, mm-hmm. two men do four men. 
There we can go. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I don't usually do this, but I'm about to put somebody on the spot. I thank you, thank you, thank you. We got Dr. Mark White. He's listening on the line. Dr. White, I appreciate you. Um, please, if you would like to say something on this topic, we would love to have another expert opinion. Just hit one on your phone and light that little thing up, and then I'll bring you my man. See, that's why I mess with you, Dr. White. Hey, y'all, I'd like to welcome Dr. Mark White to the show. <laughs> Thank you for joining right. the Barber Zone tonight. I know, I know you got that crazy schedule. We've been trying to get you here for a while. Hey, Dr. White, thank you. We've got Dr. Yeager from, and uh, Ms. Fair Leonard on the line from OSU, uh, Star Trauma Recovery Center, and then another fellow barber, uh, Ms. Rebecca, on the line. So um, first, let the individuals know who you are, and then if you have anything to say on our topic, we would be uh, honored to have you. Yes, well, you know, I, um, I'm Dr. Mark White, uh, and I'm an internal medicine uh, physician here in Columbus. And um, I, you know, I think the topic is um, just real, it's so important. And there's so many things that I could, I could say about this, the ACEs. Um, and I think um, uh, talking about it and, and, and just uh, making making people aware of this uh, these childhood experiences that we often go through, and we see people that have gone through them. Um, it's just it's so critical. I think um, just you know this whole mental health uh, piece in our community, as we uh, as a lot of us know, is um, somewhat taboo. Um, men in our community don't really talk a lot about what's really going on. We have a lot of people, a lot of men that suffer in silence. Um, just, um, and it's just so interesting listening to the things that were being said about, um, you know, uh, we as, as adult men, um, it's a vicious cycle. Um, we haven't been really taught the things the coping skills we haven't uh we don't have the the you know the skills to to deal with um uh, adverse situations uh, uh when things don't go our way um uh when we get into these situations and unfortunately um you know Chavez as you were just saying you know children model what they see um, we can say things, but at the end of the day, they're going to do what they see the parents do. And if 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 dad is ranting and raving, um, and 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 handle and you know and dealing with their problems in a anger angry kind of way, then they're going. That's how they're going to deal with things when they get into situations, mm-hmm. or that's. At least that's what I've seen, and I think that it's it's so important. It's just so important that uh, these kind of things that we're talking about, these aces, this aces score, um, you know, a lot of people don't um, 
they don't uh, haven't been exposed. They haven't heard about ACEs and childhood trauma, emotional, physical trauma that carries on uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the line. Um, and so I think that I'm, I, you know, I just, I was just listening to the information. It's just such uh, great information. And so I'm glad that you're, you're doing what you're doing. I'm just really, um, I'm inspired. Um, and, and it's good to hear uh, the, the doctors and the other people that are on the line sharing about this mental health uh, a thing because I you know I you, you know I me mean? I think that's the root of everything I think if we can yes, if we sir. can if we can raise you know our mental uh, health qual- the quality of our mental health everything goes up everything yeah uh, so that's very right. thank you. All right, thank you, Doctor Doctor White. I mean, for years, um, Sarah, Sarah, when I talked about the model of having the barbershop talks, having the professional come in and we sit, and he came in the shop and we had a conversation, then he joined in. This is the doctor I was talking about. We did that, Doctor Mark White. He he came to the shop a couple times, and we just had some good open conversations about. Mental health. So, uh, again, Mark, Dr. White, I thank you for what you do for our community. I thank you for taking your time and, and jumping on in the barber zone. So, um, man, I'm feeling honored, y'all. Hey, shoot, I'm, I'm doing some good stuff yeah. today. Right. <laughs> I didn't have my daughter, my daughter jump on the line and everything. So I see she jumped off. Uh, she, you know. Uh, she's working hard. She just got off work, so I know she's going to relax and, you know, get to some books or something, being in grad school. So, um, but we do have another individual that's on the line. He hit me up. I guess he pressed one, but it didn't work. So I'm just going to have to pull him on the line. Uh, Mr. Tony Lowry, one of our other, you know, barbers that's part of Barbershop Talk, and that was at our resilience training. Mr. Lowry, uh, welcome to the Barber Zone. Well, thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate that. Hey, Sarah and Dr. Yeager. Hello. How are you guys doing? How Good evening. How are you doing? All right. Great, great, great. Um, going back to the uh, back a little bit, um, someone said uh, it's important to point people in the right direction. And that's so, so important, especially in a barbershop. And uh, I, I like to refer back to uh, a young man that I had to um, refer to NetCare over a year ago. Um, and long story short, he spent like two or three days at Mary Haven. And it was due to the fact that he came in and uh, expressed that not only did he want to hurt himself, himself, but he also probably wanted to kill his mom. Uh, and that was due to a lot of childhood issues that occurred with him. And the things he, he told me during that conversation, I actually couldn't believe a mom would allow it to happen. Hmm. It was so real to him. And he just, I had to clear, actually had to clear my shop. It was on a Saturday. And I had to clear my shop out. And because uh, he was crying mm-hmm. and he wanted to commit suicide. 
And, um, you know, so that's what made me go to that level of referring him yeah. to. And he was just, and, and, and I mean, he, he was very receptive to the fact once I said, this is not a conversation for, you know, hey, everything's going to be okay. This was on another level type thing, you know. Yeah. So it's very yeah. important for us to get this type of training and to train other barbers in the community to be able to see these type of uh, issues going on with people. But the most important thing from that is um, I feel really good about it. This young man just came in this past weekend. And um, there was a guy, like I'm, now, Sarah, you, you haven't been to my shop, but I'm right there <laughs> in the community, you know what I mean? I get, you, you pull up in my parking lot, I have I have personal bodyguards behind my building watching the cars of everybody that's pulling up. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. so they like to sit back there and drink and stuff. <laughs> They like to, they like the way you put that. <laughs> yeah, I thought y'all catch you on too. I thought you'd catch on too. But yeah, wow. so he was sitting back in the back uh, with a couple other guys, and he came into the shop. And he was saying, "Hey, uh, just want to talk to you right quick." And I said, uh, "Yeah." He said, "You know what you did for me last year? Um, well, there's a young man back there in the back um, talking about he want to hurt himself and." that he hasn't been sitting live and, it's, you know, he's been, you know, using the bathroom and blood been coming out, some detailed stuff. And, you know, so he said, yeah, you may might want to call call on him. So that kind of made me, mm-hmm. you know, feel good that he was able to try to help somebody now, you know. And that's yeah. what it's all about, mm-hmm. you know. He was able to try to reach out and try to get help uh, for this young man. Um so, yeah, uh, the other piece of that, um, I noticed in addition to the ACEs that people are referring to, um, and the young lady, I think your cousin, Chavez, was stating that, you know, uh, someone committed suicide and nobody even didn't even know what was going on with them. Um, in addition to those ACEs, I mean, we have to – I want everybody to quickly look at your body as like a Rolls Royce right quick. Um, So if you put low premium fuel in your tank, what do you think (laughs) is going to happen? You know, we got to think of our brains. We got to think of our bodies, our brains the same way when we put, you know, uh, 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 (laughs) uh, uh, horrible food in our bodies, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that too can affect the way we think. For sure, sugar. You know? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the way sugar, the, yeah. the you eat, processed foods, the sugar, yeah, the things you eat, and um, that's powerful. It's very powerful. You know, yeah, you are. So I you just are what you eat. To, you are what you. That's right. Right. Just yeah. try to, you well, know, y'all, the Go ahead, Shabazz. Well, y'all, we we are in. Look at the time, man. Well, y'all, we're in the barber zone with your man, Chavez. We've been here for a while. We've actually gone past our time. I did it again, Sarah. I I had to make the show an hour and a half because I knew an hour wasn't going to be long enough. So, y'all, we're here in the barber zone with your man right here. Chavez Moment, barberzoneradio.com, barberzoneradio.com. 
We're right here at 563-999-3404. We're talking about ACEs and the effects they have on our mental wellness. Um, Dr. White, you said something, but Dr. Yeager, I want you to elaborate on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. White mentioned our ACEs score. Now, your ACEs mm-hmm. score is the number of these factors that you have that uh, affect you. And I remember you said from the the study that the um the study study the sample mm-hmm. group they said only suffered from one with a score of one. But in actuality in a community where I serve or where I live most individuals have a score of four or five. Will you let right. everybody know what that score is and what that score means? So, what, so a, the score what is the ACE score? Yeah, so the score is how many of the categories you score in. So did you experience physical abuse? Did you experience neglect? Were you in a home that was um, um, combative, argumentative? And, and those, those go. And one of the things that's really interesting is that there's trauma when people experience that, but there's something called complex trauma, and that occurs when the person that's supposed to be taking care of you is actually the person who abuses you. And I think many of the ACEs bring about that whole issue of complex trauma. And that's harder to deal with. And I I wanted to swing back to Dr. White, and Dr. White's pointing out the importance of mental health to physical health. The the fact of the matter is that there's, there's really no such thing as good physical health without good mental health. And that's why this is so important to bring the community in and to and to work to bring up the mental health of the entire city, the community, everybody, because then we can function and we can move further along. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great one. Um, Dr. White, Dr. White, would you like to would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? Um, can can you hear me? I didn't know if I was. Yes, sir. Am I? Okay. Yeah, I I um think that um. The only thing that I would say um, about the the ACEs score was um, I didn't I wasn't familiar with the score until it was probably maybe five years ago. Um, it was a TED talk. Someone was talking about the ACEs score, and um, when you think about the these uh, uh, when you think about the the scoring of these traumatic experiences that the, that younger people go through and you look at our community you know like you just said a lot of the a lot of the people in our a lot of the young people in our community have you know 3 4 and 5 3 4 you know a lot of um so when you look at the when you look at the the research and and what the research shows regarding the scores it's it's almost like wow you know as far as our mental health goes with regards to the ACE score we're we're all kind of starting out at a you know 
kind of as a a deficit, and I mm-hmm. think that, and 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 I think that's why, you know, you know, just having these discussions, um, and and making the community more aware of the you know the trauma, you know, whether it's emotional or physical trauma that occurs at this at, at these young ages. And and the you know the long term effects that it can have, because people don't I don't know if we, I don't know, um, it, just in general if people really put that together. In fact, I I don't think they do. I don't I th- I don't think the if you haven't had a discussion with someone um, that um, is familiar with you know with mental health and and how uh, trauma as a young uh, as a child um can affect mm-hmm. down the line uh-huh no uh, no i'm saying if you if you haven't had that discussion the people don't i don't people i don't think we process that because it hasn't been it's been so um it's been so taboo to even talk about mental health i mean people don't even yeah. you know and and especially when you talk about men. We don't we don't talk about that's not something that we have talked about um you know throughout our even when you enter into your teenage years and young adult uh hood you don't no. you don't talk about that it hasn't been talked about not, traditionally not, not in our community <laughs> not, not in our community not in our it's community not at all the thing that is so powerful, Dr. White, and one thing, you just said it. You're a doctor. You've been, you've been practicing medicine for years, and you've just be, become aware of this in the last five years from a TED Talk. So us being right. regular, regular citizens that don't have any access to um, you know, we're not in the medical profession, so we're not in training classes. We don't know about the medical journal and any studies or anything. For, but for medical professionals to not even be aware of this, it's even harder for us regular citizens to process this. That's why when when I went to this best training and for Dr. Yeager, to give this presentation and to break down what we've been, because Dr. White, me and you've had conversations about, so for him to be able to break down those conversations and those questions that we've been having all these years into bullet points and graphs, it was just mind-blowing. So mm. if, if, excuse me, if a medical professional like yourself isn't aware of this, how can an average citizen who is going through this that needs this, how how are we supposed to even comprehend it? Right. That's where the breakdown comes in. This mm-hmm. needs to be available mm-hmm. to everyone. So that's right. why we want to get it. That's why we want to get it into the curriculum of our barber schools for the individuals mm-hmm. that are touching that are touching the community in a positive way, in an open way, in an organic way, so these conversations can be had because, excuse me, we have the conversations, 
we just don't know what conversations to have. Right, so right. These tools, with these tools right here, these are, hey, this is what we need right here. So mm-hmm. I just thank you. I just, you know, it was a guy saying for Sarah the one to walk up in that meeting with us. Tony for for Sarah to walk up in that meeting with us talking about hi I'm 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 Sarah from Star like where's the Star at <laughs> <laughs> so and that was such a blessing and to be able to get to this point and then to be able to have a medical professional like Dr White on here to hear this and to be able this to be able to affect him in his practice and how he goes on with individuals is just awesome so um, y'all this is not the end of this conversation. This might be the end of the show because we're like, wrapping up here in the next two minutes. But um, this is just the beginning. This is this is just the seed of the oak tree that we're going to build to to combat mental wellness. So, um, guys, we've been on, we, we we've been here in the barber zone, and we're about to get out of here. I thank you guys for your time, for your comments for your opinions, for your expertise, because you guys, if without you guys, I would just be sitting here on this empty line. So I hey, thank Chavez. you. I thank you. I thank you. Yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you, Chavez. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hello? Thank you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Tony, go ahead. Say something real quick. Go ahead. We got like 30 hey, seconds. Dr. Yeager, uh, now please have your telephone number. Yeah, yeah. It's uh the way to reach the Star program is six one four two nine three star. Okay. Six one four Gregory two nine Mr. Gregory wanted yeah. to speak with you and uh I listen, I gave him your business card, right? And uh when he uh, came to the shop I, I said, I, Did you contact uh Doctor Yeager? He said, Uh no, did you give me uh I said I gave you his card. He said, How how do you expect for me to see it? You know, he don't have his eyesight. I was like, I thought maybe your wife would probably contact him. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, y'all, thank you. That's the the end. Tony, uh, we can talk later. I'll get you the information, y'all. 614-293-STAR. And if you need to talk, and if nobody's available, call the suicide hotline at one 800 273 Eight two five five. Hey, you've been in the barber zone with your man Chavez. Continue to come get your head right. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. That's somebody else's thing, but thank you. God bless you. Good night. I appreciate y'all. And until next week, you're in the barber zone. Good night. Have a great one. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.